Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Murgy, your host for Bold Brands, a podcast presented by Bold Metrics that focuses on innovation and technology in the apparel e-commerce space. We speak with the founders and CEOs about the challenges they face and how they use technology to grow and scale their brands. Hi, everybody. On today's Bold Brands podcast, we're thrilled to have Abru Debag from Sortie join us. Abru is the Executive Director of Global Sales and Marketing at Sortie. Sortie, if you're not familiar, is a vertical denim jeans operation that's serving the fast fashion industry. Today, we're going to explore how Sortie's solving the denim world's dilemma of perfect fit jeans that adapt to your body. Ebru, welcome to the show. We're very excited to have you. Hi, Jeff. I am very happy to be on board with you. Great. Let's dive in a little bit. So I'll give you the uh, opportunity here to introduce yourself to the the listeners, give a little background about yourself, as well as talk about your role at Sortie, and mm-hmm. dive into a little bit about what Sortie does and where you're heading in the future. Great. I joined the denim and jeans industry over three decades ago, and I've worked for a denim mill based in Turkey for 27 years before I set up my own venture called Indigo Friends. And this was right after I finished a course at the Singularity University in California, where I was exposed to how exponential technologies would convene to change the actually the lives of a billion people. So that was kind of like the drive. And I had always been concerned about the resource use as well as the human exploitation of our industry. And I have already been working on a concept of both social missions as well as many sustainability initiatives where, yeah, the core idea of actually a company like Denim or Jeans itself or the process defines a value to help the company drive its change at scale. So when the whole thing evolved around being scale, I kind of wanted to move on to, you know, a mission to change more of the world for the better. And I joined Sortie because I believe if we want to really embrace sustainability and drive the change that is very much needed, we have to really work at scale. So that was kind of like my drive to onboard with Sortie. And I'm also engaged with a couple of other initiatives. I'm on the board of Etkiyap, which is the first organization in Turkey that is working on building awareness on impact investment as well as impact evaluation. Got it. Um, yeah, because you know that that sure is essential for sustainability, mm-hmm. working with data like you know yourselves know very profoundly mm-hmm. and i'm also a founding partner on an ngo called permaturk where we design training programs based on permaculture principles for all levels of education as well as uh, companies also the citizens where the whole intention is to enable access to a more sustainable life so kind of like this is this is where i am at Exciting stuff. And just so the audience knows, can you can you give a few example companies that Sortie supports on the denim side? 
Yes, we work with global names like Primark, Inditex, which is like the whole Zara's, Bershka's of the world, as well as H&M, American Eagle, Levi's uh, in the US, JCPenney, as well as a Seven for All Mankind and the Good American. So we have, we work with kind of like a whole blend of, I would say, brands and retailers. Yeah, and some really big ones too, which really allows you to to create that impact at scale that you're talking about. What's what to you is important about that personally, and then also just for the whole the world, as you know, we see a lot of sustainability initiatives coming into play. Yeah, I think I've been blessed to work with a more premium mill for the first over like 27 years of my life in the industry, but that it was a model a great model but that model needed to be implemented at scale which is which is kind of bold because when you take things at scale things start changing and if we look at the jeans and the denim industry it's a 1.5 to close to 2 billion jeans a year that is being produced annually and we definitely need impact quantification and impact communication for this industry Right. Uh, yeah, denim is, is a blank canvas that touches many people across the globe, links yesterday into the future and can tell amazing stories. So I I kind of see denim and jeans as a force for good that right. can really, if we can connect it to the right narrative, that's where we can start making impact. For instance, like with sortie, if we apply, if we start applying a method to save water consumption in the production. And the fact that Sortie is producing 7.5 million meters, that's close to also 8 million yards, I would say, a month in Pakistan, where also fresh water is scarce, even, you know, to drink for the people. Um, So we have a great story. We, we, We can tell a story of impact a story of people as well as a story of environmental impact. So this is where we get together. That's a great example. Thanks for sharing. You know, water is such a a resource that we need to conserve and denim notoriously has uses a lot of that. So anything you can do to impact that use definitely can make a big impact. What are, what are some other sustainability focused projects that you can talk about where you're putting some focus and to make similar impacts denim production as well as jeans production that they're really like intense investment intense technology intense processes and it's evolved so much over the past i would say 10 years smart laundries where we operate with machines that really like recycle their water also, do not use pumice stones. That's, again, a natural resource ex- extraction where chemicals are carried as a means of uh, foam rather than using water. You know, I mean, all these applications we are using in our processes. I would say one of the biggest challenges when you produce at scale is the waste you know, and and the waste, not the waste actually within the mill, because we have a recycling unit, which is feeding into our spinning. So all our 
what we call post-industrial waste, all our scraps get actually made into yarns. But we have to kind of consider all the post-consumer waste. And the post-consumer waste does not necessarily only happen after the consumers use their genes, but it's also, there's an interim stage. And that's, I think, where your amazing work comes in as a solution as well, because denim genes are, you know, mostly currently evolving to be sold online. And we are seeing that the returns, 40% of the returns on genes is actually due to size and fit. So this is an area we wanted to tackle because there's a demand from the brands and the retailers you know, once they start working more online, they want to really address this question. And we developed a project. Um, I think from that perspective, we've been lucky because we both produce the fabric as well as the jeans. And it's kind of like a key and lock um, project that we came up with. And we wanted to build a fabric with the yarn construction as well as the actual weaving of the fabric. We could come up with a gene that could size that could be used two sizes up and down and you know this is this is actually a project we needed to also have our stakeholders on board with like yarn producer lycra was a partner in this project and we came up with a fabric concept which we call resync and we're not testing this out but i think that there needs to be kind of another value where the brands actually need to work on how they can utilize such a fabric, you know? Yeah. And Uh, how do you communicate that when someone's shopping online to help them find, even if it is designed to be two sizes up and down, there's going to be some different feel depending on the body type. So super interesting, definitely a way to drive sustainability through reducing returns as well, which is what we're really passionate about at Bold Metrics. You mentioned 40% of online returns of denim was due to due to fit. That I would have expected that to be a lot higher than 40% from what we see with our, our customers is closer to 70% of online returns is due to fit and sizing. But yeah, I think it's super interesting. Yeah, you're the expert there. I mean, yeah. we have we're just like starting to work on actually fit ideation with yeah. our customers. That's not been a common kind of like way of working in our industry, but we're just like there's so much demand uh, right. for the right fit to be made with the right fabric and vice versa, as well as, right. of course, there's the whole laundry process that really like, how do you arrange your shrinkages and, you know, right. all of yeah. that coming into question. So this industry is just, I think, starting to collaborate through yeah. its stakeholders. Super interesting. So besides, you know, innovating through a new fabric that would fit multiple body shapes and sizes in the same size range. Is there anything else that that sortie does to address 
you know, these, these challenges for denim, which is fit and sizing and, and returns besides that, that fabric you're, you're working on. Yes. Like I said, I mean, in, in the laundry, that's where you really, to an untrained eye, any denim fabric would almost look like the same, but we work with, I would say annually on the average 600 different fabric types and those fabric fabrics you need to kind of like develop into multiple finishes and that could still work well with multiple different processes, which yeah. would be designed into, again, multiple styles and multiple fits. So you, you have a huge matrix on hand. So right. also what the brands are looking out for is to be able to work with less a number of fabrics but come up with a bigger matrix you know taking the same fabric as a base be able to develop multiple finishes for the right fits and styles so that's again a tough job and we need more we need really to make more use of the data we have which again is a very new kind of looking at things for the making of denim and jeans and it's sorted that's what we're trying to actually accomplish we're trying to say what if we have this one base of fabric where we can really develop multiple washes Mm -hmm. as well as multiple skews so that's something that we're trying to collect data on and trying to understand if it's manageable again at scale or not so that we can offer the same fabric base for a wider use range for our customers. Awesome. So in your, you, you've been in this industry for a while, as you said at the beginning, and you work with some of the biggest players in the fast fashion mm-hmm. industry. Have you, have you seen like a sudden shift to these companies really caring about reducing returns and the impact that has not only on the environment, but also on their business? Of course, there's two sides to the same coin. I think one side is definitely the the need as well as the responsibility the brands and the retailers are feeling towards, you know, sustainable applications. And I mean, beyond sustainability, the new new jargon is more circularity. Um, And then there's the whole legislative part, which is coming very strong, especially within EU, but -hmm. also in the US as well. So the waste, which is currently still somewhat to a degree being shipped to Atacama or Ghana or third world countries, the brands and the retailers, they will not be allowed to do that. So all that waste, all that, actually, that's not even waste, that's resource. Mm -hmm. So all that resource needs to transform into smart production again. And um, there's definitely the need for the brands and the retailers, as well as the manufacturers, to, to work on that, I would say, resource, a new kind of resource. And we have to just like make more use of that waste. I mean, even recycling is kind of like the ultimate solution because right. uh, there's so much we can do before recycling. Yeah, super interesting. I mean, I think large fast fashion retailers really rely on 
companies like Sorty to drive some of this change and innovation. It's awesome to to really see what you guys are are focusing on and the impact that you can make because of who your customers are. So really appreciate you sharing kind of some of that stuff. Is there anything you you're really excited about on a personal level that you want to share for what's coming next year, let's say 2023 for Sorty? Yes, I would say we have a great location in New York and we're calling it Space T. And actually it's it's where we really meet with all our stakeholders and we're we're very strong believers in education. So we're working with multiple colleges in the US as well as in Europe. And we have this amazing space on Broadway in New York where we really, in a very tactile way, show everyone how denim fabric is made and how jeans are made. And we kind of take all our participants all through the stages of production and we're going to give more emphasis on holding more sessions at the Space D. We have a, a up and coming one in early January where we're working again with our stakeholders on zero waste design. So how can we really evolve even pattern making to be yeah. waste free? So that's something that we're taking a look at with all our technology solution partners. That's I'm great. Next time I'm next time I'm in New York, I'm definitely gonna have to arrange Please. a visit. Yeah, that'd be fun to check out. Please. Last question and a fun one, I think. You're at the kind of at the forefront of denim manufacturing with some of the world's largest brands. What's your prediction for the the next hottest denish, de- denim trend? That's a good one. I was actually in Portobello in London two weeks ago. Okay. And- we're currently having a down market on fast fashion and all brands are like complaining because the sell-throughs are not coming good. But right. the vintage market is thriving. And all the merchants in, in Portobello, as well as in Brick Lane, so to do two different ends of the market, one is like authentic vintage and the other one is more thrift, both are thriving thriving and they're saying that they're having the best sell-throughs for the past decade so i believe that authentic vintage jeans are coming back and this includes like heavier worn-in looks as well as uh, some cross edges like true japanese and americana looks so that's like where we will be going back into our wardrobes for our old levi jeans you know, the whole all right, industry. time to time to get out the under the bed boxes, I guess. Yes, yes, <laughs> really cool. We're uh, trying to put value. I mean, that's where you put value in your, you know, products. Yeah, it's for sure. Value. Really great stuff. Thanks so much for joining the show. I I really love what you guys are doing to drive really big impacts in the industry, and we're you know, Bold Metrics really passionate about sustainability. And, you know, our impact is through driving down returns and enabling data-driven design so people can create better fitting clothes at the front. And I think you guys are impacting it in your own way and lots of synergies, but I do think this industry needs a lot of partners like you guys to drive change. So keep up the great work and thanks so much for being on the show. 
Thank you, Jeff. And I think Bold Matrix is actually a great partner for the Gentleman Jeans industry. All right. Thanks, Ibru. Talk to you soon. Thank you. This is your host, Jeff Murgy, signing off on another episode of Bold Brands. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to Bold Brands or share it with someone that you think might enjoy it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks again for listening.